Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast. My name is LCR. We're getting to know the pros. We're in Michigan uh, yet again with another fine friend, peer, and mentor of mine, Aaron, with Lansing Lawn Service. So we're, we're not um, in in Lansing, right? But no, we're no. Close to it. We're, we're kind of... <laughs> I call it a suburb, but it can't really be called a suburb either. <laughs> it's just a really small town uh, called Potterville, um, just outside of Lansing, maybe 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Is that like your service er- your service area, though? Is that why you named your yeah. lawn? Yep. Um, when I started the business, we actually lived right in the center of Lansing. And oh, so gotcha. That was the best. I mean, for SEO, for a website and stuff like that, it was the best thing yeah. I ever did. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. then I moved away. And, uh, man, my, my, for a while, the, the search engine optimization on my website was way down. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I gotcha. Land, I, you know, my address, cause with, with your Google business listing, you yeah. have to list your address. Yeah. And so it, 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 I'm like on page two or something of the Google oh, listing I gotcha. now. All so. because you moved it. Cause yep. it's not all like matching up. Right. Gosh, I was going to ask about that. Cause I've, I've heard that before of people that, um, you know, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. And there's different reasons that different that people had of why they moved and, you know, whether they were changing their service area or they were just they just had to move for one reason or another. And, you know, like the pros and cons to that and how to bounce back from that. And, um, you know, what are some of the fallouts of that? Things like that. But but how how have you dealt with that? Because I'm just before you answer that, I'm thinking that this could be a way to help people that are kind of really stuck in a bad area. Like I, I know people personally that, that I call good friends of mine, mm-hmm. as well as just people that I've just heard stories about that are really stuck. They have a family and they're in an area that they really should not be in just in general, just for life. It's just like a really negative place or whatever. Um, and, and, or, and, or they're just not really good work. Like they can't get the prices mm-hmm. they want. Customers are awful, so on and so forth. They, they, there are services that they want to do that they can't do, or it's not really a thing or whatever, you know, a combination of those things maybe. And, but for some reason or whatever reason, obviously there's good reasons that they just, they just don't want to move or they're afraid to move. They can't move. You know, they, they, they don't want to put their whole family through all that. But at the same time, they're suffering dealing with this whole thing and their family is also suffering. So, you know, I know we get caught up in in a lot of these thoughts that kind of can eat us up, you know, like all day, like going back and forth. And you really have to weigh these options out. Like, is it better to move your family to be happier? And, And yes, it'll be a struggle, obviously at first and however long, but ultimately will your family be happier because you're happier and, and, and you're all in a better place or should you just stay in that place that your family, you think your family might be happier, but because you're struggling and miserable, that's affecting them. You you know, so it's like a lot of back and forth. I know a lot of guys that are struggling with that. So I'm hoping there might be some sort of caveat in what you're going to say, uh, not to put any pressure on you, but you know, I mean, just, just, you know, what, what, what ways that maybe you dealt with what you said, the fact that you were in a prominent area in Lansing and your search engine optimization all coordinated with that because you lived there, but then you moved and there was kind of a little bit of a disconnect. So what, what did that look like and how were you able to, to work through that? Well, um, first of all, uh, the first thing is it just takes time. Um, you, you definitely have to update your SEO and all that stuff. And for me, I built my website personally myself. So uh, it took more time. You know, somebody that was professional could probably get it working a little bit faster. But um, one thing I'll say on the happiness aspect is that uh, 
we, well, the business was seen a lot more in when we lived in Lansing, we weren't happy. And so, you know, my wife and I were both from small towns Mm -hmm. and we liked the small town life Mm -hmm. where someone else might like the big city life. Right. So, so, um, for us moving out of the city was great for us, bad for the business, good for the family. Um, if you're living in a, you know, an area where there's not much work, like here in Potterville, we don't have a lot of work. Um, I have a few lawns here, but it's, it's more low income in this particular area. So what I would suggest doing is either get like a storage unit to keep your equipment in, in your city Mm. that you have to drive to Mm. and put that address on your Mm. Google listing. Yeah, that's smart. Or you can just do um, like a lot of guys still do and just do flyers and door hangers and postcards and things like that. Um, EDDM would be a good option for that too, Uh, especially for route density. Uh, I don't do every door mailers or anything like that. I don't do flyers. I just use my website or Google. Um, And so that can be difficult to get route density. Mm. Um, I've, you know, I have parameters on, uh, I have existing customers, anybody that contacts me that's, you know, farther than two blocks away from that customer, I don't take them. Um, They have to be within a two block radius. Uh, So, uh, that's how I keep my route density fairly tight. I mean, Lansing is really spread out, uh, so it, it, route density is hard anyway for that. But um, I think those are a couple of things that you could really focus on if you're in more of a depressed area mm-hmm. where there's not a lot of work right in your little town. If you've got a city 20 minutes away, you know, pick somewhere, get a, you know, get something as cheaply as you can if you don't want to spend a lot of money just for that SEO. Um, yeah. It, it it's frustrating, but that's kind of what you got to do. Yeah. No, that's that that's all good good advice for sure and I remember I was just saying talk we were talking about this recently with uh with Brian's law maintenance on on the episode that we did uh he and I and we were I was saying, you know, just like you said, go find, you know, if you have to drive 20 minutes out to like those neighborhoods, like the neighborhoods that I personally take care of in Virginia and the neighborhoods that Brian takes care of over in around Novi, Michigan mm-hmm. area, totally different type of neighborhoods than right. everything in between there, you know, like all surrounding there and sometimes just right down the street, you know, it's like a whole nother world. And he's like, yeah, we avoid that section. Like those are the kind of things that you have to do as a business owner. Don't think that you have to be forced to just grind that craziness out. Like it's your business. You pick the area you want to be in, you pick the customers, whatever. It, it, it's all about route density. You can still make it that way. Like I was saying, you know, yesterday on the, that episode, if you have to drive 20 minutes out, just build that route up so that when you go out there, you can stay out there half the day or all day and yep. it's still profitable. You know, you don't have to always be right next to home necessarily. Just find a home base. Like I, I like what you said about the storage so that you can kind of use that as that location in the in the area that you want to work in. Um, and then you can just stay around there. So yeah, that's another a good spin on route density, like make creating your own route yep. density. It doesn't have to literally be because that's where you live. In my area, I know some guys that live out, you know, 30 minutes away in the rural areas and they have the benefits of keeping there. So they probably don't care about the CEO 
uh, SEO part because um, they keep all their stuff out there on their property because there's no HOAs, there's right. no rules. They've got all yep. this acres and, and they've got pole barns and all this stuff and they just leave everything there. And when they're, you know, at the end of the night, they back it all up, unhook it, lock it all up. They're done in the morning. They pick it all, hook it all up and they go. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, but they have to drive 30 minutes out to where I tech, where I actually live and where is my, also my service area and a lot of route density. Um, and then they just spend the day out there just knocking out all these HOA cookie cutter yards and, and some commercial properties or whatever they got combination of the two. And then they go back home and they're done where I live in that area, but I can't, I don't have the access to keep all my stuff in my HOA neighborhood. That's not allowed. That's against all the rules. You can only park something there temporarily. If you're like loading up or unloading or whatever, you can't just leave your stuff parked there. Trailers, boats, RVs. Mm -hmm. That's not a thing. Uh, so I have to pay for storage. And so there's a hassle of going back and forth, loading and unloading, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I've got an enclosed trailer so I can just get a parking spot. So there's various ways around that, but still I'm paying, paying for that but I'm already there. So I don't have to travel 30 minutes, you know, to, to build up that route. If I only had a couple people, it wouldn't be a big deal because I live 10, 15 minutes away from any given customer that I, that I could have. So there's pros and cons to that, but those guys make it work. You know, they come out and, and they spend the day in this area and they, they make it work and it's profitable and they save money on the, on the back end with not having to pay for storage and all that. So there are ways, you know, and that's one of the reasons why I keep bringing this up and trying to talk about common topics like this so that, that one time that someone listens, hopefully, or watches on a YouTube video or sees an Instagram post and that just something clicks, hopefully, and we hopefully will have helped someone, you know, maybe save a marriage or a family life right. or their business, all the above. And then we go to these live events and we meet some of these people sometimes that we don't even realize we impacted, you know, yep. Paul, Paul's like a superstar now. Like, I'm like, welcome. I'm like. Welcome to the club, Paul. And I just walk away while he's got a line of people waiting to talk to him because they listen to his podcast. And yep. he's just like, he, he's like in shock because he doesn't understand, you know, he's just talking in a microphone and there's no real, that's the thing about social media. You get so disconnected in ways because you're kind of talking to yourself unless it's like this, right. where, you know, you're in person talking to someone or over the phone talking to someone, or if you're making a video with someone collaborating, but a lot of times it's just a solo, a solo operation. And even our business, we're out there mowing lawns by ourselves. Yep all the time. So these live events really pull us together and brings that sense of community. And it's, you know, you realize all these people are paying attention and things that you may have said really helped. And that's what really builds um, everyone up and, and, and makes this community so strong. And um, so speaking of that, the transition there, so you've been around for a while yeah. in this community. I think you've been here since day one, right? Back geek to the freak uh, days and yeah. all that stuff, um, right? Geek to Freak kind of inspired me to start making videos. Um, I, when I started making videos, I bought this really cheap camera off of Amazon and it didn't, it wasn't fast at all. So when I made videos, it was really grainy and it would like jump. Oh, wow. So, <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. But um, I, I found that I enjoyed making videos. So I just kept going and and bought a better camera not too long after that. Yeah. And uh, I, I've been doing it ever since. So, yeah. I, right I, along with your business, too, right? Yeah. Growing your yeah. business and everything. So why don't you tell get, kind of get us caught up to speed with your uh, with your business. And also, guys that are listening, guys and girls, um, if you don't have never heard Aaron's story before, there's a full detailed visual version of this on a Get to Know the Pro series that I did on my YouTube channel. I've got a, a playlist on there. So go to YouTube uh, at LCR or Lawn Care Rookie. Either one of those will come up and look at the Get to Know the Pro playlist. I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes also. Um, and I, I came here 
couple of years ago. Uh, it was like maybe three years ago, maybe Something now like that, that I came. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, we had a, a nice, uh, long talk and showed your equipment and talked about your business yep. setup and all that. But I know a lot has changed since or not. I, I don't know, but I, I'm assuming, you know, things have changed. I don't think you had a plow then and nope. all kinds of stuff. So why don't you guys call up to speed what's been going on? All right. Uh, well, started back in 2014, um, started social media in 2015, uh, been going, I went, uh, I started part-time, so I went full-time in 2016, um, been full-time ever since then, and, uh, just slowly growing, started with a push mower and a broom and a weed eater. I remember that. Curve shaft weed eater. Yeah. And, uh. Now I'm, you know, up to a zero turn and a stander. Um, and, you know, I've, I plow snow now. Um, I've got an eight foot, just straight blade plow. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just going strong. It, it's steady. It's not necessarily growing gangbusters, but right. I, I don't want it to either. So right. I'm, I'm kind of at a place where I'm really happy with the business where it's at. Um, I grow a little bit every year. Um, and that that's good. I mean, otherwise, I think we get stale and get too complacent. So, yeah. but you don't have to grow like in leaps and bounds. But my my thing is whatever what sometime it's a type of growth, whether you're upgrading or fixing or like upgrading equipment, fixing equipment, buying equipment, or changing something in your business. Like, hey, I'm going to raise all the prices now for this particular service, or I'm going to get rid of the bottom twenty percent of these customers that don't pay, or or whatever the deal that you know, like whatever it is, so, so, something every year just to keep it fresh, keep it keep it going, and keep your business moving forward. It doesn't necessarily have to equal, you know, blowing up your business, you know, like necessarily yep. um, if that's not what you want to do, but but yeah, I think everyone needs to find their sweet spot is, is, is really it. So when you're saying how you don't necessarily want it to, to, you know, blow up or whatever, like that, I, I'm glad you're saying that because everyone needs to really identify what they do want. Don't yep. do what everyone else is doing necessarily. Don't get caught up and grow just to grow. Like, um, we, we're all, all could be guilty of that, but everyone needs to find their sweet spot and what works the best for them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there, a couple of years ago, I was you know, trying to focus on growth and it, it really, I mean, it, it really burns you out mm-hmm. if you don't, if you're, cause I was kind of at a sweet spot then, but I was seeing everybody on social media mm-hmm. and they were, you know, talking, okay, we're going to, you know, grow by two employees or whatever. And so I, you know, I thought, well, I don't need any employees yet, but I can take on a few more customers. And so starting to take on those customers, it, it was a load and, um, it started taking away time from family and it was just, it wasn't good for me. So, uh, like you said, everybody's got to find their sweet spot. If, if you're in a position where you want to grow and you can grow and you're not going to sacrifice your family for that, go for it. You know, I'm all for that. But, um, a tagline that I've been using lately for my YouTube channel is that, uh, Lansing Lawn Service YouTube channel is all about uh, helping lawn care business owners have more time for family, free time, and fun because that's that's what I'm kind of focusing on giving myself and my family uh, with owning my own business. I don't want to own a business just to make money and, you know, be miserable. Right. So I want to have time. That's why I started the business because, yeah. you know, we were talking earlier I worked in retail for, you know, 10 years and it's a lot of nights and weekends and 
you know, then I went from retail to healthcare and healthcare's nights and weekends and mm. all over the place. So really when I started the business, I wanted time for family. And, you know, if I'm sacrificing that time that I should be doing, you know, giving to family, then it, it makes the business a hindrance to my life rather than a blessing to my life. So, right. Yeah. Like I've heard many times before, um, work to live, don't live to work. Yep. Um, so yeah, it's all about, you know, glass half empty, half full. It's all these mindset, you know, shifts sometimes that you just have to realize like, why, why are you doing this or, you know, or why aren't you or whatever, and just figure that out and make that change as soon as necessary for sure. Right. Um, so I wanted to uh, ask some more questions about your business and, and uh, talk about your snow setup and um, kind of the evolution of that um, right after we take a short break. Hey guys, it's LCR. Most of you know that I love me some sunglasses, right? I've been trying these Toro Eyewear Polarized Sunglasses this winter. Polarized sunglasses get rid of glare from driveways, vehicles, water, snow, and anywhere there's normally blinding glare. This is amplified over the winter seasons while we're outside working. I'm no scientist, but you guys know what I'm talking about. The sun is always more blinding in the winter. Anyway, normally polarized sunglasses bother me, but not these. So if you want to give them a try and save 15%, use code LONCAREROOKIE by clicking the link in the show notes or going directly to their website, toroeyewear.com. Now that's Toro spelled T-O-R-O-E, eyewear. Not like Toro the Mowing Company. It's Toro Eyewear. Again, that's T-O-R-O-E, eyewear.com. So go ahead and check that out. Oh, and did I mention there's a lifetime replacement warranty? If you lose them or they get stolen, they replace them for real. So go ahead on their website and check it out. Again, that's toroeyewear.com. T-O-R-O-E eyewear.com. This week's five-star rating review comes from Junior Landscaping titled Great Podcast. He writes, great content. Thanks for taking the time to create this great info for all of us. Definitely one of the best podcasts out there. Keep them coming. Well, thank you very much for taking the time to leave this rating and review. Every week, I'm going to take this moment of gratitude to read another review. I appreciate all the feedback. So if you haven't done so already, please go ahead on Apple Podcasts and leave your rating and review. This is the LCR Media Podcast. Once again, here's your host, Naylor Taliaferro. And we're back with Aaron talking about uh, the, the evolution of his business and his story and uh, just finding whatever golden nuggets we can for those of you out there. Um, so what, where are you um, going with your business right now? Like what you said, you're kind of, you didn't say this, I called it like a sweet spot, but uh, where, where, where do you want to want to go with it? Do you want to just keep it exactly the way it is or? Um, I basically want to keep it about this size. I've, you know, for the last three or four years, I've thrown around the idea of hiring, you know, an employee or a part-time guy. Uh, it just doesn't ever seem to quite work out, you know, like I want it to. And um, I've gotten close to hiring. I've interviewed some guys before and it just, you know, just doesn't work out. So I find that just working by myself allows me the freedom that I want to be able to do what I want mm -hmm. uh, when I need to do it. Uh, especially with, you know, young kids, you know, there's school stuff that I want to be at and, uh, for, for vacation and stuff like we don't, you know, jump on an airplane and go somewhere fancy. We just pull the RV, you know, somewhere in Michigan and take a weekend or a long weekend or whatever we want to do. And that seems to work best for me, mm -hmm. um, and us. 
uh, it's just, it's like you said, it's kind of our sweet spot. So, um, what I'm doing now for the business is, you know, trying to kind of dissolve the bottom a little bit, get rid of some of those slow paying customers. I consider all my clients really good clients, but, um, and it's always sad to let some go, but like this year I'm, I'm pulling out of one area completely to focus and try to get more business a little bit closer to home base here. So, um, that's always hard, but at the same time, you know, I did that last year and I was able to, uh, grow the, the top line. So it was really, it, I mean, it, it paid off big time. So, uh, that's kind of where I'm going. Just kind of always trying to narrow my route, trying to get it closer to home base as close as I can mm-hmm. and, uh, and be, be more profitable each year. That's the game for me now. It's not, it's not so much how big can I grow? It's how profitable can I get? So, um, that's that's been my focus the last two years anyway. Yeah. What are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned uh, so far? How many years have you been in business then? Uh, it's been in seven. Seven will be this year. So um, probably, I mean, one of the biggest lessons is definitely route density. When I first started, I was just all over the place and everybody kind of is, but uh, I was spread pretty thin. And so... Uh, over the years, I've stopped taking on biweekly clients. That's been a huge thing for me. Um, I used to have almost all biweekly clients. And in Michigan, that's a big no-no because grass just grows like crazy. Yeah. So um, everybody's weekly now except for those that are actually biweekly that yeah. only need to just be mowed. dry, by. weedy yards. Yep. Yeah. So um, those are some of the biggest lessons. Um, that and, you know just taking time and and making sure that I'm not taking on too much work, you know, for the family. Mm-hmm. Um, those are really the biggest lessons that I've learned. Nothing groundbreaking, but yeah, uh, for me, it, it's, it's what I needed. So, yeah. So getting into snow, I mean, it's snow season here. Uh, I know we were saying off air that uh, it, you haven't really had as much snow recently in Michigan as normal. It's a kind of, one of those things that you could normally count on some, some extra like winter money, you know, Mm -hmm. what, what was that? uh, How long ago did you get into snow removal? I guess. Um, I've been doing it with a plow for three years now. Okay. Um, Originally I started, uh, I did snow for a year in 2016 when I transitioned full time to lawn care. And I just did that with a snowblower and my pricing wasn't right. And my route was all over the place. So, um, I stopped for several years and didn't do it. Didn't want to do it. I just took the winter completely off. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, uh, made some, they weren't necessarily bad financial decisions, but I, it, the money was tight going into winter one year. And I had seen some guys buying plows, you know, for extra money. And I was like, well, I could take a risk and try this, you know, Typically, we always get snow in Michigan, mm-hmm. so I, you know, I decided to to get a straight blade plow. The plow, brand new, was like fifty five hundred bucks. Uh, so I mean, it was it wasn't too much of a an investment, but um, so I I decided to go in, and um, the first year was really good. I mean, I had I had uh, 
I had one commercial client, which I still have, and I had 18 residentials. Wow. And they were still spread out pretty far, but with yeah. snow, you you can get away with that a right. little bit. Um, and I had my pricing a lot better. And so I made really good money that winter, and it, it really helped out. Uh, and since then, uh, because I was coming up short for my winter fund, uh, that really, I mean, that put me over the edge and kept me in business even. Mm -hmm. Uh, then the year after that, I made sure to plan out better. And, um, and from there on, I don't plan on snow. I don't, if we don't get snow, it doesn't bother me at all. Mm -hmm. Um, all my equipment's paid for, everything's paid for, so I don't need the money. Um, and it's, it's just nice to have something to do in the winter every now and again. Um, yeah. But I love to be, to sit at home and read. So, <laughs> nice. so in the winter, that's, you know, that's my reading time. But yeah, we, we all kind of need time to, you know, to, to, uh, regenerate a little bit, yeah. right? It just takes some downtime to kind of regroup and, and get back in action. And, and it's different for everyone, right? Like the, the people that you mentioned that want to live in the fast paced, busy, you know, environments mm -hmm. are the people that probably need less. Uh, so they probably need a, a lot of little breaks. Mm -hmm. And those of us, cause I'm the same way, like when I was in retail, I, I was more successful at lower volume stores, which um, because by being lower volume, meaning, you know, there's a certain amount of money it made a year that meant you needed certain amount of a certain size staff and only a certain amount of customers would typically come into your store. It didn't really mean the size of the store was necessarily affected. Some really big stores were slow volume stores and some really small stores were off the chain, which made it even more challenging. Um, but I, I always did well when I could, when the environment wasn't so hectic that I had time to think because my brain just isn't like those, the brains of the folks. Folks that like the fast pace want to live in the fast pace busy towns and work in that environment and all that and they're just like going 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 and if they're not they feel like they're like lost you know they don't know what to do with their spare time so they kind of need little bits and pieces of of little breaks here and there but me I, I need you know larger chunks to be able to just sit down process everything that just happened come up with a new strategy or what worked what didn't work regardless of what it is in life whether that's work life whatever it just helps me plan and all that I need that kind of time so Everybody needs that time. It just comes in different different forms, different ways. And the fact that it's naturally slower in the winter for our industry is, is just a natural time to be able to do that. But again, the folks that don't want that much time, they're the ones that are kind of struggling and trying to do as much as they can to stay busy. Yep. Um, so they're not alone too long with their thoughts. You know, they just want to keep <laughs> it moving. Um, but what, what I wanted to ask about going back to snow, how, how did you get, you said you had 18 residential and one commercial. Where, where did all that come from? Did you already have them as like mowing accounts or? Um, well, when I, when I got the plow, uh, Craigslist, thank goodness, was still doing fairly well. Um, mm, uh, for free. <laughs> yeah, for free. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I put an ad on Craigslist and basically what I did is if I was going to take Greg Chisholm's mowing flyer mm -hmm. and use that what i did is i just basically substituted everything for snow and it's like detailed i mean really detailed mm -hmm. because every every craigslist post that i was seeing for snow removal was like three lines <laughs> snow know, removal we'll, we'll plow, plow snow, snow. <laughs> yeah <laughs> how did i know <laughs> i didn't even look at it oh yep. man <laughs> and so i i decided to go the complete opposite way 
and put as much detail in there as I could so that everyone knew what I was going to do. And uh, that's how I got everybody. Um, that's very smart. I don't want to cut you off your thought, but that's very smart. I want you to know how smart that is. One of the last times I saw Jonathan Potashnik, the uh, owner of Service Autopilot and the, the lawn care millionaire himself, that's like mm-hmm. literally the OG of the community. He was making right. videos before Geek the Freak, yep. but they're all instructional and everything. And the community still kind of formed around him and latched onto him because he was making content and he was you know a really smart guy and a really nice guy. But he said one time when I was down there, um, he showed a, a example of his door hangers for the company that he doesn't even step foot in anymore. Someone else runs his um, maintenance company, City Turf, down there in Texas. It's a massive, like, I don't remember what double-digit million-dollar business it is now in in revenue. He hasn't stepped foot in it in five years. But he remembers and knows everything about it, except he doesn't remember the code to get into the the, the gate or anything. (laughs) He has to text the guy that that runs it for him now. But um, but aside from that, he's got everything down pat. He's got pictures and all kinds of stuff. And he was showing us like okay here's when it all changed like as far as like this specific topic he's like here's our old door hangers looks beautiful right looks awesome super colorful flashy all that stuff and little catch lines and all that i thought it was beautiful barely got any calls here's what we have now and the phones won't stop ringing like here's what they use now and and it's like this super basic it's still branded it's all yellow and green like their trucks yellow Mm -hmm. and green the trucks are yellow and all the writing's green and logos and stuff so it's branded but it just has a gazillion amount of words on there. Like it's like both sides is just like services and this and this guarantee and that guarantee and all this stuff that we do. And just like just tons and tons. And he, and he said, think about it this way. When you go on Amazon and you want to buy something, you want to spend money on something significant that's meaningful. Do you not want to read about it? Do you not want to read the description? Do you not find yourself scrolling down past the junk to try and find more details about that particular item? Maybe even look at reviews and all that kind of stuff and sort of that. So why would you not do that when you're trying to advertise to you know, potential customers. They, they, so, so, so he basically said that people that want to spend 2000 bucks or whatever a year on, on a maintenance service or, you know, and, and above, depending on all the services, they want to read those details. The other stuff just goes in the trash. Those people don't even care. They're like, what is this? And they just throw in the garbage, you know, we'll mow, you know, like free estimates, mm-hmm. boom, like that's garbage. Mm-hmm. Like, what is that? But when all of a sudden you see all that stuff there. So I just want to say Good job, you know, Aaron, and wanted you to know how, how, how smart you were on that decision because a millionaire discovered that, you know, the long term yeah. millionaire discovered that uh, the hard way. So well. it, it makes sense. But so I don't know if you can continue where you left off. But, <laughs> uh, so, so you made those flyers. Yep. You changed, you know, all the words and put, put a lot of words in there, explained it all. Yep. Um, and that's kind of like Google too. Google, uh, the, the more words you put on your right. website, all this kind of stuff, the more SEO you get, search engine optimization. So it's all, it's all about words, all about right. explaining in, in detail. So you can, you know, get all that information out there. So from that, from that, then what happened? Um, then, I mean, the phone started ringing. Uh, I didn't know if it would, but it, it seemed to work really well. Um, so I got the, the 18 clients that I got and that was, I mean, that was overwhelming because that year we got just hammered with snow. I mean, we'd had, we had several six inch snowfalls. And so with each six six inch snowfall, I was out, you know, I don't know, 14, 16 hours at a time Mm -hmm. 
and it was just too much. I was, you know, I was dead on my feet. Yeah. So, um, I've since cut that list down to about 10 or 11. Um, and most of them are my mowing clients. So I know, you know, I know the route that I can take. Uh, yard book is really great still for routing. So I use that for, for even snow plowing. So, um, it's, it's just, it's at a spot now where I really like it. It doesn't take me, you know, 16 hours to plow all my lots or, or driveways. Um, and I have, you know, just one commercial lot and it's, you know, I, I kind of call it my money making lot because, you know, I, I consult it. Yeah. It's zero tolerance. Yep. Yeah. And so, uh, it's, you know, it's the best, best thing that, that I've found for, for winter is to, you know, find that sweet spot for yourself. Don't kill yourself over snow unless you're, unless you have to plan on it. If you're not planning on it, just let it be extra money. Right. And, you know, it should always be like that yeah. unless you live in Canada or something. Yeah. You know? I mean, you really can't plan for it. I mean, right. I know I've years ago when we had a really, really bad like winter, meaning like there wasn't like even Minnesota mm. barely got snow and there was guys going out of business because like 20% or 25% of their business model was snow. And if they didn't get that, well, guess what? You're not paying the bills anymore and you got to make some tough right. choices. So it should always be bonus. I remember Johnny Moe used to say that back in the mm-hmm. day when he was making a lot of YouTube videos, like, that's bonus. You know what I mean? Like yep. you, you need to make the fourth quarter income, you know, you need to, you need to get that before like the season ends. You need to have right. that all straight. And after when the grass stops growing and the rest should just be gravy after that, it's yep. just, just all bonus. If you get it, you get it. If you don't, you don't. Right. Uh, you can't count. You can make a ton of money in snow, but you can't count on it. Oh, you can lose your shirt right. real fast yeah. in snow too. But the grass always grows and right. the leaves always fall. Yep. But it doesn't always snow. That's true. <laughs> What's, what's tips that you can use or offer anyone that wants to get into snow? Like what advice, I guess, lessons learned and things? Um, I would say, uh, get into snow before you need to get into snow. Like for me, I, the year that I got into snow, man, I was, I was sweating bullets because it, I, I wasn't going to have enough money to make it through the winter. And it was for me in my brain, it was a big leap to jump into snow especially when you need money because, I mean, you're already short money and now you're going to go out and get a loan on a plow, which I don't recommend doing anyway. Yeah. And so uh, if you if you want to get into it, get into it when you have the money to get into it um, because you can, I mean, you can go big in snow or you can go really small in snow. And so it, it just depends on what you want to do. Yeah, I mean, like I was saying, you can go big in snow. Like, I could buy a, you know, a rear end salter for the truck or whatever. Right. But I chose, I choose not to do that simply because I know that I'm going to keep my, uh, my accounts small. Like, I'm not going to go big in snow. Right. And, uh, so what do you do for salt? I, I, I didn't even realize. That. I use a push spreader. Okay. I use an Echo push spreader. Um, and they work good. Uh, you know, it, it, it's not the most efficient. Right. But but you don't have like massive parking right. lots. That's yeah. a big deal. Your commercial property is like a little office building with yeah. parking spots, sidewalks, stuff like yep. that. Nothing too crazy. Right. Yeah. It, I mean, it's like a... Almost overkill for you to have a big salt box right. there just for that. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. But um, I, I can tell you that uh, when you're when you're looking at snow, if you can 
if you can look at snow and say, okay, I'm going to get into snow, but before I get into snow, I want to have all my other equipment paid off because, you know, if you're going to get a loan on a plow, uh, eventually your plow is going to break down. They all do. It's just a matter of when. Yeah. Because it's so much wear there on there. Yeah. And uh, same with your truck. Uh, if, if you're going to go into snow, you've got to have a, a pretty good truck, or if you don't, you got to be prepared to pay repairs on right. that truck. So that that was one of the things that I wish I would have done is paid off all my other equipment mm. before I got into snow. Now I wasn't in a spot where I could do that, but uh, since then it, I made it a priority to be like, okay, it's since you know I've got more wear and tear on my truck and this plow, I got to. I got to have more cash flow. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, two years ago now I paid off all the equipment, uh, and it's been great. I mean, it, the, the amount of stress that that takes off of you when you're, when you're af- afraid of, you know, breakdowns and stuff, you might not have money. Uh, if you get into snow, when, when you're short cash, mm-hmm. um, all that stress just goes away when you don't have those extra payments. So yeah, for sure. It's that, that's something I recommend to everybody that I talk to about it. Awesome. Well, let's, uh, let's transition into the, the final segment of the episode where we, uh, talk, where we, we randomly pick some question cards from the pod decks here. This is the new segment All of the right. LCR media, um, podcast. Hopefully it'll be a fun new segment that everyone will enjoy. Just random questions that you pick. Let me shuffle these cards real quick. Nice and nice and crispy. <laughs> well, you you want me to do it again? That wasn't enough. Right, there you go. There you go. <laughs> that makes everybody laugh for some reason. I'm so good at shuffling. I don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, you just got to hear it. I guess you got to hear it and I see guess it. So. No, these are brand new crispy cards, so they make a really good sound. All right. There so, <laughs> you go. Pick one. All right. If you could send a message to the entire world. What would you say in 30 seconds? Oh, geez. Wow. It had to be an easy one. Yeah. Um, You picked it. (laughs) (laughs) I would say um, in 30 seconds, I would say love each other. There you go. The political climate that we're in right now, in America especially, sucks. So that... That's less than 30 seconds. So yeah. I guess I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. Good at it. I mean, well, when I was thinking, yeah, for sure. <laughs> when I was thinking, when you were thinking, I was also thinking, I was like, you know, be kind. Yeah. Mean, you know, I mean, just a couple of words sums it up, you know, can, yeah. can sum it up. But yeah, I mean, uh, at the end of the day, something else that I have been saying recently is we can control all, all we can really control is how we react and respond to things. We can't control how we feel about things. We can't control what happens to us for the most part, but we can control what, what our response is to those things. You know, I mean, obviously there's a ton of things out of our control, but what we can control, we should really work hard at that because hopefully that will impact everyone around us and then that will just keep you know, uh, rippling all the way, you know, the butterfly effect all the way across and maybe, you know, 
everyone will love each other better, you know? So Yeah, I, I'm bad at what you just said. I'm bad at that. But <laughs> I think everyone especially has Especially with yeah. Facebook. I'm I, terrible at that with Facebook. I know. Yeah, that, that's why I said, I mean, hey, look, look I'm, I'm working on it all the time, you know? I mean, we're, all, we're our own worst enemies. So that's just kind of the nature of the beast. Let's go for another one here. All right. Who are your heroes in real life? Uh, well, real life, like not like you know Iron yeah. Man or something. No. <laughs> your son, dang like it! This. <laughs> no, I, 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 mean, he I did haven't. Say, he did save the universe and all. I don't know if you're an Avengers fan or not. <laughs> no, I haven't seen any oh, I Marvel it. Marvel oh, man, movies. Spoiler alert! I just keep coming here. <laughs> all kinds of spoilers. <laughs> My bad. Anyone that's listening to his podcast, I'm sorry. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Uh, Iron Man saved the universe. Anyway, continue. <laughs> carry on. Real life now. All right. Well, um, I got to say, my one of my real life heroes is sitting in the room. My wife, um, she's amazing, uh, and I don't just say that. She uh, got her bachelor's degree. Just finished that up this year, and uh, she congratulations to her. Yeah, uh, she's been working at that since our youngest was born. Uh, she decided to go back to school just after she had him in the hospital. Uh, so, Wow, that, that takes a lot of credit because that's that's really, that's, yeah. you know, it's easy to be like, yeah, I just, you know, that's yeah. why people say a lot of times don't stop going to school because it's hard to start back up, you know, yep. so. Yeah, and uh, not only that, she had both our sons without any uh, any uh, painkillers at all. Wow. Even, <laughs> even more of a hero. Don't mess team. with her. Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. Um and uh, I don't know. That's about, I mean, she's the heroist hero. She's the heroine. There you I go. Say. There you uh, go. <laughs> I she, knew you were trying to get she's there. She's the best one that I know of. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she's probably the best one. That's awesome. These are, you're picking some great cars, man. Let's try another one. All right. Right from the middle. I yeah, you pick. keep going through the middle there. <laughs> All right. What are you currently curious about? Well, what I'm curious currently curious about um i mentioned earlier that winter is my reading time so uh what i'm currently curious about is um learning theology uh just i've just i don't know i've gotten into it this year so um i've been a you know my dad's a pastor and i've been a preacher's kid my whole life uh but never really serious about anything until this year just kind of got into it. So I've been uh, reading some theology books and stuff like that. Uh, I can say I haven't read a business book yet this winter. So do, do you normally read business books? Normally I read business, but uh, what's, what's for those that don't know what, what's theology? Theology is the study of, um, I guess the Bible. Okay. Uh, that's kind of, kind of like your beliefs and mm -hmm. faith. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So what, what, what book are you reading now or, or are you going to read? Um, it's, I think it's just called theology, honestly. Oh, okay. Um, it's, uh, it's not a comprehensive book. Mm -hmm. It's for, it's just like for normal people. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've it's got like a loosely based on theology and <laughs> kind of get you all. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's easier than, you know, what you would find in a, say, a bachelor's level right. uh, theology class. Right, you're not taking a class. Yep. Yeah, exactly. So um, it's kind of like an introductory type thing, which is it's cool. I've been recommended books by a, an old roommate of mine who's a pastor now, and some of his are like, 
you know, way over your head. So yeah, uh, it's it's just nice to to get into it, and I've been really into it lately. So uh, it's been good. Been kind of we've been doing something here at at dinner every night with the kids. Um, it's called a catechism. Uh, it's I've not like that. it's not like the Catholic catechism, but it's mm-hmm. basically uh, questions geared towards kids, mm-hmm. um, so they can learn about who God is. So mm-hmm. that's kind of what I've been into, and um, it's been it's been fun. Awesome. Well, let's uh, what, we we have time for one more. Yeah, let's go for four. We went for three. We got through two with Brian, three with Jake, <laughs> and let's do four here. Let's, All right. Let's do it. Let me let me shuffle one more time. All right. I'm a man of few words, so so it's good. It's good. All right, there we go. We need that that game taboo. Have you ever played yes, that game? Oh, sure with the have. stupid buzzer. Yeah, it's like broken yeah. now. The yeah. buzzer doesn't yeah. work. It like it like goes eh forever, and we, we can't get we it need, stopped. We need that for this <laughs> Just game. Batteries out. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> what technology do you wish existed? Um, I wish that. Since we're talking about snow, I wish that there was like Bluetooth snow plows where you could sit at your couch, sit on your couch and just send your truck out and it would plow your lot for you nice. and you get paid for that. Yeah, well, we got they're, they're working on robotic mowers now. Have yeah, you seen Ed true. Wright and um, the I forgot the name of the uh, Green Z, I think, or something? The, uh, uh, the brand um, that working. Mean Green. Uh, no, no, that's, nope. that, that's the battery, I think, yep, better up, yep. but there's a Greensy, I think is a company that's been working on robotics and computers and all that. And they, and they've had a, have a hmm. prototype right mower. So they've been working oh, nice. with, with, with uh, Ed Wright, um, and they've been posting some stuff about it. It's all still in prototype phase, but the, it literally rides itself. You, you basically make an outline with it, you know, so the operator can outline the border, you know, make your first, like you would do anyway, make mm-hmm. your little border there. Do a fr- point in the direction, make one stripe, and then hit whatever button it is, and it just it just makes fi- finishes nice. doing the whole rest of the stripes for you, and it'll stop if something's crazy sure. in the way or whatever. Like it senses stuff, and so that's a uh, that's the future right there, my friend. Yeah. So you never know, you know, well, plowing might be a little more tricky. But <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I thought that way about mowers too. You got blades spinning, all kinds of stuff, but. Yeah. So you never know what technology, and then people say, "Oh man, we'll be out of business." Well, not really. We just have to change business. You won't have to yep. worry about finding so many employees anymore. That's for right. sure. You just need one guy to go around and stand top of the mowers, you know, or, or control the, the the plows or whatever. So that that's true. Like a couple of years ago, um, there was a guy that made a he was interviewed or something. I don't. Maybe you even did the interview. I don't know. Uh, but he, you know, they had those Husqvarna auto mowers or yeah, whatever they are. Yeah. And he made a business out of those. He would take them to a customer's yard, set them up, and then he would do all the trimming and blow off. And then he would also take care of the maintenance of the, of the unit of, itself. Of the unit. Yeah. Right. And he made a business out of that. Yeah. And so, he could do it all by himself. Yeah. Probably have double or triple the amount of property. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, that's, that, that could be the future as well. So, yeah. and there's always the upside. You always got to figure out what, what's a new way maybe of, of changing things. You know, that's it's not all, it's not always, it has to be a bad thing. So, yep. Well, thank you very much for, uh, for the time that you, uh, allowed me to have for this thank- podcast and your family and everyone. Yeah. Thank, thank you to them. And they're all here and being quiet and <laughs> sorry that I'm keeping them from, no. from uh, running around having a good time. They've like, been driving us nuts this weekend. So it's good. It's good. <laughs> oh, well, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, so uh, what, what's going on, on social media? What, what can we plug on here? You have a YouTube channel, right? Still yep. going with that? Yep. 
uh, basically just a YouTube channel. Um, it's Lansing Lawn Service or Lansing Lawn Service LLC. Um, and that's, I mean, that's best place to find me. I do have a podcast that I've done about 10 episodes on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't done any more. I'm not sure if I plan on it or not, but that's Mowing in the Dark. Um, you can check that out and give it a listen if you want. We, like, is it available on Apple, Apple yep. Podcasts? It's Apple, okay. it's available everywhere podcasts are. So. Awesome. Um, well, then, good job with that, because yeah. a lot of people uh, <laughs> are going to have to give you give you some slack, Blake, B&B Lawn Care, but, you know, a lot <laughs> of folks, you know, that you would think they would have the resources and all that to, to have it all out there, but it's like, I'm like, Blake, I, I cannot find your podcast on anything. Oh, it's only on Apple Podcasts. I'm like, dude, what? <laughs> and I'm like, Paul, why is it not on Spotify? He's like, because he didn't ask me for help. That's why. I'm like, oh my gosh, come on. But now, now he's got it all straight. Yeah. He, he's all over the place now, but yeah. yeah. So, good job. Kudos to you yeah. for, for doing that and you know maybe you'll get some some new interest on or maybe some people will comment go if you guys want to uh if you, if you heard aaron's podcast and you want to you know have him do some more and and if he's okay with that you know and has some time go ahead and you know message him instagram you have instagram yep. too right yep. Same just thing. lansing, lansing lawn, lawn service. service yep yeah or or message him on youtube and and say hey man you know good stuff keep it going so yeah all right all right well thank you and um you continue enjoying the rest of your day and and hopefully you get a little more snow so you get some some work i know we got some like a a half an inch or something but it's more snow than i've got in virginia so i was happy i got my snow boots i'm like you know what maybe there'll be some snow i I walked in some snow yeah next three days we're gonna get maybe three to six inches so yeah well i'll be gone so that's thanks (laughs) in our forecast there's like a rain snow mix so you know for Virginia, that means just rain. So you know, that goes. <laughs> they get our hopes up for no reason. So we'll see. I, I we took our daughter back to Blacksburg in college, which is uh, uh you know like three hours like up in the mountains from where we live in Richmond, and and there was still it, it kind of looked like this where there'd be areas of like frozen piles of snow where the shade where it was shaded, and I'm like, oh, I'm running around in snow, with my snow boots on, it's like all right, <laughs> you know, and we actually played in it. You know, we we are a new puppy and everything. We're all running around and making snowballs and throwing them at each other playing with the puppy in the snow and i was getting down on the ground trying to get my snow pants all you know covered in snow just Test so i can out. get some sort of experience so so we'll, we'll we'll see at least i got something out of my system there so yep. all right, all right. Well, well we'll see you later on down the uh, in, in the spring season up on social media all right thanks for having me thank you Hey guys, before you head out, if you could do me a quick favor and go on the podcasting app that you're listening to this episode on and click follow or subscribe, it would mean a lot. Thanks. Mr. Producer here, and if you're enjoying Naylor's podcast, I recommend you head on over to his YouTube channel at LCR and see what else he's doing for the community and become a part of the LCR Media Network. Just click join next to the subscribe button and you'll have instant access to exclusive training videos, a private Facebook group to network with other members, and live streams with Naylor. You'll get access to every YouTube video before anybody else does, and you can even schedule Zoom one-on-one video calls with the Lawn Care Rookie and talk about anything you may need help with in your business, like best types of equipment, going part-time to full-time, how to get the best route density, finding your ideal clients, finding employees, or just anything else you need help with. Again, all of this exclusive access is for LCR Media Network members only. Just click join next to the subscribe button on the LCR YouTube channel and be a rookie for life.
This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.